hear me? Because Skype is saying that my um, microphone is quiet. Um, Do I have it turned off? Hope not. Okay. Okay. Shut up, Skype. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We're going to... We're going to um, plot uh, the fictional murder of, um, of Albus Dumbledore. But before we do that, I, I got an email um, asking why I didn't do a podcast on Saturday and if it was because um, Lady Holder and Julie were unavailable. And um, I was actually unavailable. <laughs> I wasn't at home on Saturday. Um, so um, there was no podcast on Saturday, but uh, it you know I can do a podcast by myself, but honestly they're not as entertaining for me as having somebody to bounce off of. So um, that's just what it is, you know. So bounce, bounce, bounce. Anyway, um, we're gonna get started, and Jilly, um, I'm sure she has some ideas already. You know she's she's geared up to kill to kill Dumbledore, aren't you? Am I? Actually, I'm just yeah. I'm, I was actually I was sitting here thinking, what if I'm gonna have a lot of I'm gonna make it before I have to go to the bathroom? Because <laughs> <laughs> it, be it, it has been an every thirty minutes pee fest here all day. The older I get, man. That's right. Hello, 40s. This is what it's like. Um, yeah, well, I, you know, I didn't ponder it too much. I just sort of was figured everybody would want to kill him. So I mean, we could pick like a list of like um, <laughs> even inter- even characters from other universes would have a reason to travel to the Harry <laughs> Potter universe and kill Dumbledore just on principle. But, you know, I kind of really like the idea. Just We'll just kick it off with the really on the dark side. I really like the idea of um, uh, Voldemort finally getting to kill him. Like, just do something where Voldemort just <laughs> finally gets that one wish before yeah. Harry offs Voldemort. It's like, it's, like, it's like a wish chain, you know? Voldemort gets to off Dumbledore, and then Harry gets to off Voldemort, and it's just like everybody gets what they want. <laughs> I was talking to somebody the other day about the death of Dumbledore in the book and I said, Well, you know, Harry kills him in canon but um and then she goes, What? No I said, Are you serious? Did you not read the same book that I read? And she was like, Snape killed them. No. Snape killed the dead man walking. Dumbledore was already dead. He just hadn't caught up. Yeah. But Harry killed Dumbledore. Well, realistically, Dumbledore probably killed himself when he put that ring on. Because Harry yeah. accelerated it with the potion. 
And she was like, oh, my God, you're right. And I'm, I think I ruined um, her headcanon. It's interesting that that would be... (laughs) Well, people can interpret... I think people can interpret that in different ways. It's just not a particularly, for me, important headcanon who actually often... um, It was just unsatisfying. That's the important part for me is that it wasn't very satisfying. Poison is great. Poison and suffering is great. But, you know... It was part in of some moment, big manipulative Harry plan. Didn't enjoy it. He would have enjoyed right. it later nobody in life. Realized. Literally, nobody enjoyed it. Let's just make Draco an evil fucker. He's just full on dark, and he happily off Dumbledore. He's like, oh, oh, really? <laughs> sure. Here's my opportunity. Bye bye, motherfucker. <laughs> and then he could have a royal temper tantrum when he finds out Dumbledore was already dying. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> I really like Draco, but he does temper tantrum very, very well. So that's something that can be played with, you know. Um It's often I well I think that I think that it there's something to the idea of Harry getting to kill Dumbledore. I actually tend to in my own mind steer away from that. Um like overtly. Um Maybe it would, it would depend upon the setup for the story, but most of the ways I would write Harry, I would kind of steer away from him. But I would love to see like Sirius, Remus, um, the Goblin Horde, um, the Centaurs. I mean, pick pick a pick a group. House elves. The Hogwarts house elves could often they could get tired of his him him well, playing his shenanigans at Hogwarts and um, and uh, I don't know, poison his lemon drops or something. Slip itching powder into his laundry and he scratches himself to death. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> what if someone unexpected? See, now, when you kill Dumbledore is really important. Yes, I agree. But what if someone's watching this shit go down? And he thinks, you know what? This is not going the way I'd like it to go. So, say this person kills Dumbledore and takes his place. Like under polyjuice or something? Well, if he's magical enough, he wouldn't need polyjuice, would he? Takes his place like in a functional perspective or like literally steps into his shoes? I think it would depend on who it is. Um, 
and what kind of potion situation you could do um, if there were options besides polyjuice and temporary potions. Like I created one for um, Legacy that could only be reversed with a with a different potion, Metamorphogy. Yeah. But so, yeah. but if you get depending on who it is and 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 what their motivations are depends on what they do. If they need Dumbledore social power in his positions, then they take his place outright. It could be anywhere. It could be anyone from Grindelwald to Merlin. I wouldn't pick Peter. Peter's not powerful enough to pull off Dumbledore long term. But Grindelwald is. Also, yeah. Also, Peter's not an interesting character to write, even as a bad guy. To me, to me, I find Peter a very disposable bad guy. Um, he's just so weak and whiny, um, and I, I don't find good bad guys to be, you know, for me, interesting ones. I don't, I don't like them weak and whiny. Otherwise, your hero is not fighting against anything, right? Your, your protagonist right. is not. It has, they have no, they have no, I mean, that's, that's a story about something else where they happen to have had this, you know, villain that was sort of pointless. They went, well, that was, and literally you, you have to lampshade that and go, well, that was really kind of pointless, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> he was a little too easy to kill. Dark Lord Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little. Even my Hufflepuff Dark, dark Lord would laugh at Peter. Um, <laughs> but, you know, really... <laughs> It really does depend on what you want to accomplish. If you want to make it darker than Gellert, Grindelwald is an excellent choice. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is we know that Dumbledore's power is not a myth. Um, he's a very powerful wizard. Um, he stands against Voldemort repeatedly. Um, he's no lightweight. But if you look at the very what? Okay, but what if? But what if what Lady Holder's saying is it that it is a myth because it's been Gellert since their duel and it's Dumbledore who's in? Who's in? Oh, um, that would be so interesting. What if Gellert lost the? And he maybe he realizes that there's the tide of the the sentiment was not going the way he wanted and he had all these annoying followers. So he lost, he won the duel, but switched places with Dumbledore and put Dumbledore in, um, in prison. And, um, he's been, it's been Gellert all along because Dumbledore maybe was never very magically powerful. I feel like that is my headcanon now because that would explain so much about Dumbledore's actions. Yeah, it would. I mean, it would explain why he he likes to make dark lords, wouldn't it? Mhm. Well, wasn't I think wasn't Tom Riddle already he'd already made his bad impression on Tom Riddle before the duel of Grindelwald? I don't know. I could double check that. I could double check that date. Um. Because 
because Tom Riddle would have been going to Hogwarts before World War II started. Um, let me see when the duel was. Duel well, the fact of the matter is, it was in, it was in, it was in 1945. Dumbledore and Grindelwald really aren't all that different. No, no. They truly, truly are not. Grindelwald and uh, Dumbledore were were together as very, very young men. So, yeah, he knew him before he ever went to Hogwarts. I mean, um, as a professor. Yeah, yeah. Flamel would be an interesting choice as well. Flamel. Um, You know, he's one of those characters that is not um, known much about, and we don't really ever see him. I I don't think we ever really see him in the in in any media. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with him in. Fantastic Beasts, somewhere to find them. I don't know if there's any 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 of him and him or his wife in there, but it, which makes him a very malleable character because his association with Dumbledore, you could kind of skew him dark. Um, you could also skew him light. I mean, you could really do a lot with him. What if what if the way he hides as he moves through time? is by hiding as wizards who have been defeated in duels, and he just assumes their identity. Well, I would think, if somebody asked about the Marauder's Map, I would think if somebody was masquerading as Dumbledore, they would have to be powerful enough to be able to fool identification charms and scrying spells and stuff like that. Probably some kind of potion or something, blood-based potion, that Mm -hmm. would um, mimic, um, make him look like he's actually, yeah, magical signature of the whole deal. Or like some kind of masking potion or I don't know. Like beyond polyjuice, which is why I picked a different one um, for legacy. I needed something that was a little more robust than polyjuice, so I made my own. I made it something that would be very difficult to um, to brew. Well, polyjuice. I, mean, I know in canon, polyjuice was brewed by um, Hermione's a second year, which sort of implies it's not that difficult. But it, what did it take like a month to brew? Doesn't it take like a month? Yes. Um, yeah. It's it took short. A long time. It's short. It's short action and duration of brew time. It makes it a probably very rarely used potion, and so probably mm-hmm. a very. Um, it's probably not one that's done much with. So somebody could easily do experimentation with it and have a version of Polyjuice that no one knows anything about, because it's just right. such a kind of a. 
I mean, people don't usually go, I'm going to brew a potion for the next month um, so that I can look like somebody else a month from now. And I, so I seem to recall it also had a short shelf life. Or maybe that's Fanon. It's one of the problems with all this Harry Potter fan fiction that we consume is you never know what's in my head. Is it is it canon or Fanon? I don't know. I don't. I I think that it would have to have a pretty long shelf life, actually, because Crouch used it um, to impersonate Moody. But there's no way that he was constantly brewing it. Well, someone had to be brewing it. Yeah, Moody wasn't. Somebody was, though. I probably my guess would be Peter. Would they trust Peter with that? Well, he's got to do something. Somebody has to be doing it. You know the Dark Lord's not sitting out there doing it himself. I think it probably has to have a pretty significant shelf life because um, otherwise uh, it would have been difficult for Barty Crouch to continuously be moody. Yes, it was in it, his It class. wasn't his class. That's sort of not the, where he got it from because he had to have something he could have every hour or so. But it, where he got that wasn't the point. Is where it, is over the course of a year he was going to drink more polyjuice than was in the flask. So it's somebody who had to be constantly refreshing his supply. And the question is where um, that supply was coming from, where it was being brewed, and how it was being, and, and who was brewing it. Because Crouch wouldn't have had time to brew it. Unless, yeah, unless, unless he brewed, he brewed it the all whole... in advance. Yeah, all, but he was. I remember, he kept. No, he didn't because he kept Moody alive through the year for 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 materials. Otherwise, they'd have just killed Moody, right? Or was it the polyjuice was brewed in advance, and they just added the hair as he filled up the flask? As needed. Yeah. Ugh. The whole hair thing is so gross. It is pretty but, gross. It, yeah. This is, this is going to be probably worse. sound terrible. Uh, well, there's a couple of things that would be worse. I would honestly rather blood than hair, um, personally. But um, by wor- if, by, if by worse you were going to, like, semen or something, yes, yes, it could be worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There'd also be a really horrible issue of how do you mine for that ingredient. <laughs> but, no, he he did steal ingredients from Snape. So I think that Marty Couch probably was brewing. Maybe he couldn't brew. Uh, maybe he did brew a lot in advance, but he had to brew some more. Um, but uh, he couldn't have been constantly brewing it. That would be a huge plot hole. Not constantly, but I would imagine he's probably brewing a, maybe a batch a month to last for the whole month. Maybe. That would kind of make in a kind of a rotational sense. Well, the questions about does it keep, I mean, this is all, none of this stuff is defined in canon. How long is it usable? How long can it sit on the shelf? Can you keep it under stasis? None of this stuff is like, it's not like there's some sort of, you know, this kind of stuff is not available to canon. So when it comes to what you're doing in your story, when you're going to use this kind of thing, it's up to you to figure out what makes sense, you know? And what and then keep it consistent. What, 
and yeah, and then be con- and consider the ripple effects because there are ripple effects, right? So you can't just say that Polyjuice keeps forever because if it keeps forever, you'd be able to buy it, right? The thing is, is he some, had to have come to Hogwarts for some ingredients of his own because there's no way that Snape had enough potion ingredients to brew Polyjuice for a year. Right. That's just unlikely. Well, it could have. It could have been a few things, like maybe he had to slip out to buy potion ingredients from time to time, and due to things happening at the school, he wasn't able to at one point, and so he had to steal them. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean there's, there's a variety of reasons. I mean, if you're trying to apply logical reasons to the stuff that happens in canon, but a lot of times I think we can deduce that the decisions she made for things that don't seem to quite line up were because they were convenient to the plot and they weren't well considered. I didn't think that through. (laughs) (laughs) But really, when you kill um, Dumbledore is super important. Um, If you kill him uh, before Harry gets to Hogwarts, if you kill him while Harry's at Hogwarts, if you kill him before Godric's Hollow, because... um, in a lot of ways, Dumbledore is a linchpin. And so taking him off the board, so to speak, um, ha- would have huge ripple effects. Oh, definitely, definitely. And you cannot just... And the thing is, there are people out there who would write Dumbledore being killed before Harry's first year and then have first year somehow happen the same way. That would be like the most egregious case of not considering consequences ever since Dumbledore engineered practically everything in first year but it would be an interesting thing to have somebody who's fed up with him kill him before Harry's first year and then work out those ripple effects like Harry comes to Hogwarts and well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't for starters when the letters went out and they weren't answered. It wouldn't be Hagrid sent to deal with it. It would probably be the new headmaster. Why is our most famous student not answering his mail? Then all hell would break loose. Right. Because so whoever be ended up there would find the boy who lived in a fucking cupboard. Right. And so that could be a really interesting story to tell. Is kind of. What that'd be kind of, I would imagine, kind of Harry gets a new family kind of story, um, based upon it whoever. It like dominoes. Everything would fall apart. Everything, yeah. One thing that 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 really um, came to bother me later on in the series is. Um, why didn't Voldemort take Dumbledore out in the first year? Yeah, yeah. Well, like you said, Voldemort was very respectful of Harry's school year. (laughs) Why didn't, why, seriously, why did not Voldemort just 
sniped Harry Potter in the back as he was leaving class. Mm-hmm. Well, he wanted the stone. Um, so he would have seen one or the other of them as the path to the stone. Although why he, he could have been afraid of trying to kill Harry Potter again. That's true. That's true. But if he, saw, he has, I don't know. Wh- I don't know why he would have assumed. Body. What was that? Especially since he's not in his own body. Yeah, because, I mean, it would probably be like this sort of visceral fear about what had happened there. But it's kind of it's kind of assumed in, in some ways it's a little bit, I don't know, maybe I just inferred this and it's not actually there, that, that he was seeing Harry as sort of the path to the, get to the stone. But the question is why? Why would anybody assume an 11-year-old was the path to the stone? Or maybe he was just, maybe I, that was a bad inference of mine, and, and Valdi was just ignoring Harry outright. He was just focused on how to get down to that stone, which would mean he'd be more focused on Dumbledore than on Harry. Harry just, Dumbledore threw Harry into Voldemort's path, but maybe Voldemort was not trying to get in Harry's path, although he did try to take him off that broom. And what would have been perceived as an accident? Yeah. Well, he can't have a uh, he couldn't have had a no harm a student con- clause in the contract otherwise like most of the stu- most of the teachers would have um been fired been fired a long time ago. Um Snape they'd all been gone. So, yeah, no. I don't I don't think that there's a a no harm clause in there in their contracts even though there should be. There should be a no harm clause. Um Although, like you said, in the magical world, you have to be careful how you phrase magical oaths and contracts and stuff because um, um, because what was that story you're talking about where the, the headmaster required them all to take oaths that they wouldn't harm a student and then all of a sudden they all were risking And they wouldn't allow quit. to come to harm and the first time a quiz game happened, the entire... Um, Staff just burst yeah. out of the stands because yeah. the Quidditch is just the stupidest, dangerous thing possible. <laughs> you got to be careful. I mean, that actually is really good. I, that I mean, I haven't read that story, but it's actually really good, um, well reasoned implications of a magical contract that is improperly worded, because um, that is probably the way that would go down if you don't have contracts worded carefully. It's funny how um, Dumbledore is so much more intricate to discuss than Ginny because he's so much more, like you said, a linchpin in the plot than Ginny is. And Ginny, you could off her pretty much at any point, and not not a lot is different because you could plug somebody else in her place if you want the diary thing to happen. Um, She's absolutely replaceable in every aspect. Yeah. Whereas Dumbledore is really, when you change things with him, there's ripple ripple effects you really have to account for um, in, in whatever way you off him, whether it's an accidental death 
or I mean, there's something. I think there's something really viscerally satisfying about an accidental death, where his web of lies um, become exposed because he choked on a lemon drop or something, as opposed to you know like somebody killed him. It's like everybody's mourning the accidental death of this great man, and then you know things start becoming revealed, and they're like, um, maybe he's not so great. No, they made vows on their magic in that fic. If a student came to harm and they could have prevented it, they would lose their magic. Yeah, that was that was really a poorly thought out contract. <laughs> the consequences of magical contracts. But the author did a really great job of exposing that flaw. I think it, for the author, it was more of a feature than a flaw. <laughs> Maybe the author hates Quidditch. <laughs> it's, I think it's called Lily's Plan. It's on fanfiction.net. It's a time travel. Um, let's see. How and why Dumbledore is killed is um, can be um, just as important as when he gets killed because, like, if you kill him in a moment where he's very heroic, it becomes um, you create more work for yourself, like canon. I lost the chat room. I will be back. I don't know why it won't load. Ash just turned Dumbledore into a magic vampire. What if literally Muggleborn? What if Muggleborn stole magic with sort of true? Not the Muggleborn. What if there's an obscure bit of magic was to steal magic from another? Dumbledore first tried it on his sister, but overpowered it and killed her. If you're asked, that's why he's a. You know, I think there have been some stories where Dumbledore stole magic from students. Mm, seems like a vague. There's familiar. definitely some where he steals everything else from students. Just everything. All their love, all their money. Why not? Their There's magic? definitely that, yeah. There definitely are stories people steal people's magic. I, I think Dumbledore Dumbledore has been one of the perpetrators, but I I could be wrong about that. But as, you should definitely write that as. You should definitely write that. You should definitely write that. I'm looking forward to it. Dumbledore dies in a broom accident. When he flies that broom to the ministry in book one. And everybody's like, why the hell did he take a broom from Hogwarts to London? What the <laughs> fuck was he doing? Why didn't he flew? Why? Why was he on a broom? Does anybody know why this asshole was on a broom? 
<laughs> Does anyone have any idea why he flew from Scotland, the Highlands of Scotland, to London on a fucking broom? Anybody got a clue? He needed to give Harry Potter enough time to get through all those traps. <laughs> Azure, Azure, Azure. Oh, oh, where's where's my you of disgust when I need it? <laughs> and he calls his broom Gellert. He calls his broom Gellert and oh, polishes it oh, every night. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, you just went too far. How could, how could you go there? I didn't. Jo- Joanne went there. Anyway, it'd be really interesting if he died at the end of the first book in a broom accident. <clears throat> Because there's Harry recovering in the infirmary, and um, his head of house is now the headmistress, because that's my headcanon. And she's like, he's like, can I talk to you about my relatives? Because they're terrible. (laughs) And she's like, I'm going to go kill them, (laughs) because Dumbledore wouldn't be there to interfere. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if... I really, I really like Bonona. I like her a lot, but by the same token, I have a lot of issues with her. So if we yeah. ever decide to do like a Come to Jesus podcast where we do like characters who need a good stiff talking to, um, I, I would have some good stiff talking to moments for Minerva because <laughs> um, she's not she's not a fandom bane. She's not a bad character for me. I would never. I don't think I'd ever demonize her. But she almost winds up a lot more neutral for me than a good character a lot of times because I find her um, support of Dumbledore in face in, in, in almost in defiance of her own values to be very difficult to deal with. It's kind of my head canon that he's cursed the shit out of her. Well, that could be. I mean, that's one interpretation of it. Another is that she is just, you know going along with what he says because he's he's the leader of the light because he because he's the leader of the light everybody does what he says you know which is that kind of blind obedience blind trust thing i mean like people i mean they were that were and that's kind of that is a little bit like a good a reasonable interpretation of canon because people are given evidence over and over and over and over again that things are not what he says they are. And yet they keep going, well, Dumbledore says it's for the greater good. I mean, they just kind of buy, it's almost cultish, the mentality. I have a thick in my head that I, I'm not sure if I read all of it, and this is the only detail I actually remember, is that when Dumbledore goes to Privet Drive, to um, drop Harry off um, with Minerva, Vernon shoots him in the head. I have no problem with this. It doesn't, I don't think it kills him, but he doesn't remember anything or something like that. But anyway, Minerva ends up adopting Harry (laughs) because I don't even know who Harry is. 
because she obviously can't leave him on private drive. <laughs> Dumbledore's been shot in the head. Right. <laughs> That's not the kind of place you leave a child after. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> well, I know you didn't Hagrid, want get Dumbledore the, here, but how do you feel about Harry? That's just, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't remember the details of anything else of the fix. That, that's just that's just what I remember. And Dumbledore shoots him in the head. <sighs> okay, so we've got a muggle killing Dumbledore. What if it's not an evil muggle? What if it's, what if it's not some obnoxious, like, Vernon? What if it's, what if it's, um... What if it's just like a cop or a child welfare person or something? Not not child welfare, but maybe a cop working with chat children's services or something, and um, or a special agent of some sort. And Dumbledore pulls his stick out and starts performing magic, and they're like, "Put that down!" And he doesn't do it, so they shoot him. Because <laughs> I figure it's my head canon that Dumbledore has been obliviating um, children's services Harry's entire life. Yeah, yeah. He gets hit by a truck. He gets hit by the ice cream truck. Playing that annoying little song. With a, with a clown on top. Okay. Um I think so because um the kid that played uh Ron Weasley apparently bought an ice cream truck and goes around giving away free um ice cream. And suckers. I- <laughs> Let's just hope that's all he's giving. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. Let's just hope. Let's just not even go there, but let's just hope that that. Okay, I think that's funny. The whole thing. What? The way D- says Dumbledore thinks Q is Harry and tries to grab him, so Bond shoots a full clip into him. That's funny. <laughs> so, okay, what if um, what if Umbridge kills him? I'm making a face, but I'm not sure why. <laughs> okay, I guess I guess it, I guess it's because it's sort of like and here's the bizarre. I just revealed something about my thinking. I was like, I don't know that we want the more evil to be killing Dumbledore, which means I think that Voldemort is less evil. <laughs> since I was okay with that, I would be perfectly so okay with um, Voldemort going to Azkaban for the rest of his life. But I'm pissed that. 
Umbridge survived. Right. Right. So my 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 tier but my tier of evil now apparently is at the bottom is Umbridge and then above that is Dumbledore and then above that is Voldemort. So that telling. But honestly, I think sometimes the more inept character is more likely to get the drop on Dumbledore because he he doesn't see them as a threat. So Umbridge, um, Peter, the Dumbledore, he wouldn't take them seriously until it was too late. Yeah. He didn't take Draco seriously. No, Hagrid would never. No, no, I agree. Hagrid would never kill. I, unless he tripped, <laughs> it was an accident and fell on him. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Ew. <laughs> I actually really have um, a real bias against marriage law fix where people have to have sex, you know, that's that's, you know, like, ugh, no, 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 no. Oh, what if Lockhart kills him by accident? <laughs> that would be awesome. And what then, and then he stopped, but then, him? well, and then based upon Lockhart's, and this could be funny because Lockhart, his his mo is to then um, claim the deeds of the person he's obliviated, right? So, what if he's such a dodo that he tries that with Dumbledore? <laughs> so he obliviates, so he obliviates him, and Dumbledore walks off a balcony or whatever, like Lady Holder says, and then and then Lockhart goes around trying to claim credit for the things Dumbledore's done, and everybody's like. What are you on about? You didn't do that. Dumbledore's the one who who, who defeated Grindelwald. That wasn't you. When that happened, dude. What's <laughs> <laughs> the matter with you? Oh wait, it's his contract. How long have you been doing this? <laughs> he gets his, his publishing contracts canceled because they're like, "Well, you're clearly a liar." <laughs> Okay, so I'm thinking that there is, I don't have the clause yet in my head, but what if there is like in your banking contract, there's like some obscure clauses where the the punishment for breaking them, and it doesn't happen often because they don't want people doing these things, but these, in this obscure clause, that the punishment is capital punishment. That they're going to, they're going to, the goblins are going to chop your head off if you do these things. And Dumbledore's been unknowingly doing one of these things like for years or something. And the goblins figure it out, and they go it out. I kind of want to go like full on bloodthirsty and have them just go execute him in the Great Hall. But I will think of the poor children and <laughs> say they summon him to the bank and just chop his head off right in the main lobby. 
It would be. It would depend on which children, because if if it was the children in Dr. Lowell, they'd be taking bets. <laughs> How many times <laughs> do you think they'll have to hit him? Well, that's true. Before his head comes off. <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> now, Francis, you shouldn't be watching that. <laughs> We're gonna close your eyes, Francis. <laughs> I love Frances. She, she she could be my favorite OC. Yeah, Frances is made of wind. But um, well, if. So in terms of so this is I only mention this because it's the consequences kind of thing. If I don't think Harry could have killed the basilisk if Fox hadn't hadn't blinded it. So it's it's I death by I death you know it's death stare was neutralized. Um, so you'd have to have Harry's battle would have been a lot more difficult if he'd have had to keep his eyes closed the entire time, unless. Being a parcel mouth makes him immune. Yeah, you could do that, but you'd have to have some kind of reason to explain why the basilisk didn't need blinding, that its eyes would still be intact. Now, the basilisk could eat Dumbledore. I mean, he could have gone down... Um, like let's say let's say when Ginny came up missing, um, let's say there's a parent in the school. What if Molly Weasley was at the school when Ginny came up missing or something, and she told Dumbledore to you know get his old butt down into the Chamber of Secrets and rescue her daughter, and Dumbledore got eaten by the basilisk. I'm totally on board with that. So how did you get know that, Harry? We don't want to get me. Well, he left it open, right? I mean, Harry was already down there. Yeah, Harry and Ron, and there's a rock avalanche that Ron's trying to clean up without a wand. Right. Well, the basilisk is loose several times in the school. We know this because he's petrifying students. What if yeah, instead of petrifying Hermione and Penelope, he eats Dumbledore? I think that'd be great. Of course, they would shut the school down, but um, unless unless it, he he gives the gives the basilisk like a big hairball, and um, from all that beard, and um, the basilisk just choked him and died, like a, a blocked intestine or something, right there in the hallway. Like the that days would be later, I'm sure <laughs> it would be. At least the school would get closed. Um, we don't want to get me started on a course where Dumbledore gets eaten because I I've shown a predisposition towards people getting you know eating 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 our fandom veins. Um, not personally, I'm not interested in that. Um. 
She's not down with um, cannibalism. No. Otherwise, okay. if I was, I would, I would be all up in the in the Hannibal. Up in Hannibal. <laughs> We'd never see her again. That's right. I would just, I just fall. You know, she'd I'd be walking around it all. her city T-shirt saying "Eat the rude." Exactly. Well, I, I may, I may, I'd probably wear that T-shirt anyway. But um, yeah, I would too. I would too. I absolutely would wear that T-shirt if I had it. But no, I would I would fall head first into the fandom for probably a couple of months and read as much as I could, and like no one would hear from me. Well, I would, and then I would start writing, and um, you know, that'd be that. And then damn it, we'd have to beta it. <laughs> We're like, is there a cannibalism in this? <laughs> Can I skip the cannibalism part? <laughs> I'm like, I'll highlight the cannibalism so you can skip it. <gasps> I don't care if you have copyright in your cannibalism parts. What if? Hmm. What? If, so I, I've always been very partial to the the head uh, the trope that Fox is, um, um, in some way been corrupted or enslaved by Dumbledore or something. Or there's some kind of spell on him, or whatever. Um. Occasionally, I I see a lot where where Fox is just kind of dealing with Dumbledore's darkness, but doesn't really like it. I, I it works better for me as a Phoenix that he he is not so corruptible. Um, that he um, is 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 being held there against his will. So what if a phoenix might not kill somebody, but what if he just, like, when he when Fox sees Harry Potter for the first time, he's just, like, had enough. He's just had enough. And so he goes to, what magical creature would a phoenix be close to that would be deadly? I'm basically, I'm, what I'm leaning towards is that he solicits Dumbledore's murder. A griffin or a phoenix? I mean, not and I think a sphinx. A sphinx. A sphinx could be interesting. A sphinx. Um, a thunderbird. A thunderbird. Yeah, it could be another bird. Yes, yes, Kelly. You can have Hannibal fix without cannibalism, but I have to ask you, what what would be the point? You can have the fix without them, but the, the the thing is, is that there are fundamentals yeah. in a character, and Hannibal's cannibalism is fundamental. Yeah. If you've seen, just, um, if you've read his origin or seen his origin in the movie, uh, you you just can't remove his his cannibalism. Yeah, he's just. Um, well, but just because you don't write him actively eating people does not mean he's not a cannibal. Um, right. So just because just because the story doesn't actively feature cannibalism doesn't mean that Hannibal's not a cannibal. And that's the stumbling block, right, is writing a main character for me who is a cannibal. Um, and I just a high school AU with, with, with characters who wear the names Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham doesn't work for me personally. I have zero interest because the characters that I like that I would want to read about are the ones that I found engaging in their chemistry and everything on the TV. 
And this, again, we come back to the stumbling block of now, if it was Jen, I, I, I could be all over that. I could be all over that if, if there was some a really good gen fic or something like that. But when it comes to romance, I just can't get there, Hannibal and romantic pairing, because the cannibalism, cannibalism freaks me out. Here's my thing. Um, realistically speaking, if I was a dude and gay and my other dude, you know, the one I wanted um, was a cannibal, I would have a really hard time putting my dick in his mouth. Well, yeah. I mean, the bravest person in the world is the person who lets a cannibal blow them. Yeah. That's some that, that's some hardcore bravery that I don't have in me. And I don't even have a dick. But my theoretical dick is crawling up into my stomach as I speak. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, a, th- a Thunderbird, a Sphinx, um, a dragon. A Codal's a good idea. Maybe it takes uh, Fox, like, uh, a couple of years to, you know, break through all of the um, the compulsions and entrapment that he's in and along comes fourth year and the first task and he's like I need to go have a real long talk with that Hungarian horntail (laughs) (laughs) what if the sorting hat does it what if the sorting hat is kind of aware of everything and when it gets its first look at Harry's mind it tells Fox the first time they're alone, go put me on the head of whatever. Um, a goblin, it, it could be creature, person of your choice, goblin, centaur, dragon, whatever. And the sorting hat relays all the information necessary to completely enrage this other person who is capable of taking action that the hat and the fox are not capable of taking. I'd pick Ragnarok. I would I would I would go full blown Ragnarok really a dwarf. Um in with 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 my whole dwarf cannon uh, idea and he's like what? No <laughs> Let me get my sword. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine if Fox flashed into his office one day with the sorting hat and dropped it on his head? <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> and then I'd what be would like, I have been? You're not curious. You know your ass belongs in Slytherin. <laughs> you can't run the goblin horde and not be a Slytherin. Uh, All those little contracts you've written, that's pretty much evidence. <laughs> so D-Mad mentioned that someone hires a squib mob to put a hit on him. I am I'm 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 very charmed by the idea of there being like a criminal underbelly of you know criminal underworld of squibs. Um, I like that idea. 
Well, you could get Sirius out of jail earlier, but there needs to be some impetus for Sirius to try to break out. Because um, Sirius apparently always had the capability of getting out of jail, but he was in some fashion paralyzed by probably his own circumstances, and he needed something to break through that that state he was in, in there with the Dementors. So if you want him out of jail earlier, earlier, you just... Yeah, yeah. The, the effect the effect of that place, and Harry being in danger was the impetus he needed to break himself out. So if you want him out of jail earlier, you just need to give an impetus for him to get out of jail earlier, or contrive some other circumstance. Like I don't know. There's uh, there's ways you could do it, but you, it's just not a it's just not a simple matter of well, serious that. I mean, you could hand wave that. It it's just not the way I would. I wouldn't. Um, typically hand waves. What we know from canon is that Sirius breaks out of Azkaban because he sees Peter Pettigrew in the paper because Budge gave him the paper. Um, Right. So um, you need to have somebody coming into Azkaban to give Sirius a reason to live. Because right now, you know, in, in, in Azkaban, Sirius is just dying. Right. One minute at a time. And he needs a reason to live, and Harry is that reason. And he sees that Harry's not safe. And so so you send somebody into Azkaban to let Sirius know that his godson is not safe. So that could be Fox. That could be a house elf. That could be a guard who saw Harry Potter on the alley, underfed and clothes that didn't fit. He comes by the jail cell, cusses Sirius Black out for not being a proper wizard and taking care and, and being a good man um, because he's seen how Harry Potter is living and he's furious. And then he just walks away. Yeah. You just have to give... You have to give... Um, serious reason. So, and that reason would depend upon what you're trying to do with him as to when or, you know, if you, for instance, if it's easier once Harry's back in the wizarding world because there's more way, more people who could have, could use Harry as the, as the reason who could have seen Harry. But if you want him out before, um, you have to find some other, maybe you could do that whole... Um, the thing, the whole thing I mentioned with the flirting hat, um, where maybe the monitoring charms, uh, that Dumbledore keeps silencing the monitoring charms on Harry's welfare or something like that, and the sorting hat gets fed up with it and asks to be taken to Sirius Black, and Fox takes him, takes it, whatever, and the sorting hat relays what it knows about what Dumbledore's been doing and that the monitor and that they don't particularly know about Harry's condition, but they know the monitoring charms on his welfare keep going off and Dumbledore keeps silencing them and not investigating it. And they're, you know, maybe the sorting hat's concerned and goes to serious that. So that you could do that fairly early in Harry's life. Like, I don't know. Um, maybe he's been there a year or two or something like that. 
And then Sirius has to make a plan. And I think that if you get him when he's that young and he hasn't been there very long, you can, you can keep him kind of rational and he not he just doesn't break out. He could send the hat and the the phoenix to somebody who can help him, his grandfather. Yeah. Well, technically, Fox could flash him out of the prison. He could, yes. But it depends on how you want to um, approach the situation. Yeah, it depends Do you want on him what, to be on what, the run? Yeah, what Fox... Well, he could be on... He could take him to his grandfather, yeah. But just getting him to... Or that's another option. Instead of taking the hat to Sirius, the hat goes to um, Arcturus Black. Arcturus Black didn't die until 1991, I don't think. Right. It is an interesting idea that there's a dimensional space inside the sorting hat that Sirius could hide in. Um, I just got a really cracky idea where um, um, I don't know, like the first time the sorting hat is on Harry's head, Sirius pops out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Miss <laughs> Sirius is like, get me off your head. He takes it off and Sirius pops out. I'm like, I've been waiting forever for you to come to school. <laughs> They've been keeping me all penned up in there. <laughs> People lose their shit. <laughs> He's been wanted for a decade. <laughs> He's been inside. The, you, mean, you mean that criminal's been on the head of my child? Ah. Molly would see have a fit. Hmm. That's interesting. Dumbledore, could you please come down to the ministry and explain to us why your pet fucking phoenix killed all the Dementors? (laughs) We'd really like to know. Also, we have have to be guarding our now. (laughs) What if, because... Kelly asked, what would Phoenix Song do to them? What if while Fox is at the prison, he kind of trills to Sirius to try to comfort him, and it's like torture to the Dementors, and Fox finds that way too entertaining, and even though maybe he can't bust Sirius out, he routinely flashes to the prison just to sing, and it kind of (laughs) comforts the prisoners and tortures the Dementors, and they're like, would you please stop him from coming here and Dumbledore's like I don't really have I don't know why he's doing that but he's just singing it's just Phoenix song how can I you object really to that can't do anything about it <laughs> can't do I, sorry. you're either just got to move the Dementors and hide them from Fox <laughs> that could actually be <laughs> that could actually be Fox's way of giving um, serious room to heal so that he can get himself out or demand a lawyer or something. Um, if he goes to the, fe- the prison and sings to him every day um, to help he- heal his mind. And, um, and it, maybe the guards start to... the mentors away from him. The mentors would be like, hell no, we're not even going anywhere near that cell. <laughs> right. And that it comes at any moment. <laughs> It keeps the Dementors away, and the prison guards would start to question why a phoenix is in his cell all the time. 
Mm. Well, I started as a cracky idea, but I kind of like it. As a non-cracky idea. If it was a different phoenix. That's true. It would be more interesting. I just, I just haven't, I don't, I don't, I haven't thought through the idea, but just yeah, I just had this idea that kind of like, I don't know, kind of like broke my heart a little bit. Ooh, I don't know that I thought it through all the way though. What if, what if Harry's a phoenix? And I was every night the same he goes, thing. I was like, oh. And from the time he's sleep. a baby, every night when he goes to sleep, he's flashing to the only parent he knows. And he sings to Sirius every night. Every night. Yeah, that is that is that is that is utterly charming. And heartbreaking. And heartbreaking. So oof. The question is, is the serious know that it's Harry? It's twofold because if he does know, then he knows. He knows his baby's okay, essentially. But if he doesn't know but also, but not also, later. right? Because why would Harry, if Harry was okay, why would he be flashing to Sirius right. every night? But he knows that Harry's but alive. He would, he'd know he's alive, but he would also know that there's something not right. Because if Harry was in a loving, safe home, he wouldn't keep coming there. True, true. Oh, that's awesome. That's, but that's not our topic, but that's awesome. <laughs> but also, also, baby Phoenix Harry could also flash to other people he's comfortable with and knows, like his godmother, Alice, and heals her inadvertently. And she could be the impetus for getting serious out of prison because they come out of their, I guess, coma or... Um, catatonia and get serious out of prison. Okay, so this turned up for, uh, turned into a little bit of a plot drift. Okay, um, <laughs> back to <laughs> killing so Dumbledore. <laughs> Don't steal her idea, you assholes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it would depend if you have if you want to pair Alice and Sirius then you wouldn't rescue Frank. But if you don't if you're not interested in Paris of having Sirius and Alice get together as a couple, then you rescue Frank. As well. Yeah, I don't have any particular urge to pair Frank and Alice, but um If Dumbledore was actually Grindelwald, I don't think he would have a Phoenix. I think if Dumbledore was Grindelwald, then the Phoenix would be in disguise as well. It wouldn't actually be a Phoenix. It would Agreed. be some sort of some sort of other turkey bird buzzard. that was vulture, <laughs> a turkey buzzard. Yeah. <laughs> and that's an interesting idea—the whole idea that um, that Fox isn't actually a Phoenix. 
A very ill chicken. <laughs> a huge ill chicken. <laughs> I do like the idea of the sorting hat going to the goblins and going... You you gotta see this shit. <laughs> I, I got a lot of shit to talk about. Just sorting that goes. I am not happy. I am not happy at I'm, all. And you need to do something about this. Done. What if Fox is actually Ariana? Oh, that's interesting. And he trapped her in her animagus form. Um, so he wouldn't have to put up with her. He wouldn't have to be bogged down by responsibility. Well, what if Grindelwald did that? Because it was pulling his lover away from him. And then when Ariana disappeared, they fought. Or maybe they didn't fight at first. And um, it wasn't until they had their duel over the ideology stuff. Go combine it with that idea of him switching places. And Grindelwald's got her on a... um, is Grindelwald with Ariana. Of course, that wouldn't explain why Ariana likes him in any meaningful way. But I do like the idea of it being her. And it is kind of evil, the whole notion of Dumbledore's avoiding responsibility, so he traps her in her animagus form. If Gellert is impersonating Dumbles, that means he's got Dumbles in the prison. Unless you change the canon that um, the Dumbles killed Grindelwald. Or they've got some stranger in there um, in the prison. Some muggle they, they kidnapped and. <laughs> yeah. Aberforth um, watches first that, that that first year shit go down. He's like, you know what? <laughs> no, <laughs> and he kills Dumbledore and takes his place. Huh. He takes Dumbledore's place, puts, makes it so it looks like that Aberforth died, buries his brother as himself. 
he takes Dumbledore's place at the school. I like that. There's a really amusing fic where Dumbledore and Minerva have Hermione in the head office in the um, headmaster's office, and she's explaining to them um, uh, that she let the troll into the school. Uh, so that history would repeat itself because she was a time traveler and she wanted to be best friends with Harry and Ron again. Um, and Voldemort wasn't around to let the troll in because she had um, gone through time and talked Riddle into making his Horcruxes into pennies. A specific penny that got destroyed by the British government in mass. <laughs> <laughs> and Minerva's like, well, true love is not a good enough reason to bring a troll into the school. And, and Dumbledore's like, yes, it is. 100 points to Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be really interesting if Hermione Granger came back in time and killed him. An adult version of Hermione walks into his office, um, start of first year or whenever, whenever you decide to do it. And she sits down and she says, I need to tell you a story. And then she tells him everything that happens because of him. And then when she's finished and he's sitting there considering, you know, what plans he needs to alter, she kills him. I like that. But you could put anybody in that position. You could you could put anybody in the time traveling role. Mhm. You have Draco do it. Go back, but I would have if I were to have Draco but go back in time to kill Dumbledore. I'd have him go back and kill a lot more than that. Hello, pops. Here's so, a cutting chart, cutting curves to your neck from me to you. You're a dick, and um, I don't like what you do, and I don't like how you did it, and uh, I, I really don't want to be Voldemort's slave, so I'm here. Um, thanks for change. Thanks for getting the house off to change my nappy, and um, bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye, Felicia. Take a little bit out of canon. Amos Diggory kills him in the middle of the street on Diagon Alley because he blames him for Cedric's death. As he should. I have to say, 
just interjecting, one of my biggest gripes is that was the most convoluted way to kidnap a kid who would stand in place of the enemy in a magical ritual ever. I mean, the plan was so convoluted that it had so many points of failure, there was no guarantee of success. It, it's just the, that whole that whole this shenanigans in the fourth year drive me crazy because they make no sense. I mean, how fucking nuts was the, was Voldemort that he thought that spending all year trying to abduct Harry with a port key at the end of a maze in a tournament that he shouldn't even have been able to win was the good plan? How was that plan A? So here is my question about that. If it was so easy to kidnap Moody, why didn't they use him? Why didn't they just kidnap Harry at the start? True. Why didn't they kidnap Harry at the fucking World Cup? Yeah. It wasn't like he had any kind of personal security. He's running around the woods with Hermione and Ron. Well, and if port keys work out on there on the Quidditch field, right? They could have they could have kidnapped him at any point. Right? Right? If port keys work inside the if port keys work inside the school grant on the school grounds, why didn't Voldemort just send Harry Potter a letter? Mhm. It's just, it's so it's so this is a, this is that case again we've talked in the past about where you kind of get get your blinders on you don't think about consequences because it's like you've got Harry going through this adventure and he's in this tournament that he's he's not prepared for and that he's not really qualified for and there's all these dangers are in the corner and he gets to the tournament last day of the tournament and he actually has a chance to win it and he touches the thing and it takes him away and he's kidnapped and it all sounds very good until you can reconstruct that Voldemort put all of this together to kidnap Harry and then you're like but why why was that? And again, I come back to you. Why was this plan A? I mean, that would have had to have been my like plan Z, double Z, where I have hit so many obstacles that I'm like, fine, just put his name in the cup, and when he, what, and what if he doesn't win the well, tournament? Oh, well, then we'll just, we'll just kill whoever turns up. Okay. Why didn't they just use Moody as a sacrifice? Didn't you write that in a story where they just use Moody as the enemy? Or is that somebody else? It wasn't me. But um, I don't know why they didn't use Dumbledore. The ritual power of three trials. Is that canon? I don't remember that. But then, you know, we have to, we we, we just have to respect Voldemort's um, interest in making sure Harry got a good education. Kiro's legend. But um, I don't know. The thing is, is that Barty Couch Jr. could have taken Harry Potter at any time. All he has to do is stun him, make him invisible, cart his ass out of the school, and apparate to, to, um, to Voldemort. Yeah. 
Well, here's the law. Okay, so let's say you're going to go with the theory that it is this ritual power of three trials thing, um, which I do see a listing for that under TV tropes. Um, but let's say you're going to go with that, right? You've got Voldemort banking his resurrection on a 14-year-old winning the tournament. That sounds dodgy to me. I can't believe that the ritual power of three trials was actually something that he was um, counting on for his resurrection. It just doesn't make any sense. Okay, solstice makes more sense. Except um, that yeah. uh, J.K. Rowling except, said that every religion right. was represented, but paganism. She is. She said explicitly that there was no paganism whatsoever in Harry Potter. Right, but you could, if you were trying to explain why the ritual happened, then you right. could make it be about yeah, solstice, could. but... But still, if he's expecting, it's a question of was he expecting Harry at the end or was any, was whoever turned up. But the thing is, he couldn't have counted on whoever turned up. For it to be solstice related or the three trials, he would have been expecting to sacrifice whoever won the tournament. But he couldn't count on whoever turned up being his enemy. And that was the criteria that's in canon, is blood of the enemy. So it's really dodgy. Um, but yeah, it's a personal pet peeve of mine that nothing about for the fourth year makes any sense. That the whole And with the three just, trials, Harry didn't win the second one. But he went and through. And he it. only he only technically won the third one because Moody was or JK but because Crouch was in the maze making sure he got to the trophy. So he really did want Harry to win. So, um, I mean, three trials could just be that he's participated in three trials or been through three trials, not that he's won three trials. Um, but also, um, realistically speaking, um, he should have died in the first task. He should have. He should have died in the first task. And the question is because – so. Voldemort hanging his resurrection plans on Harry winning the tournament, which is what, when you pick apart all the things that don't make sense, that's the only conclusion you're left with, is that he was hanging his resurrection plans on Harry winning the tournament. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Because if it was anybody, then Moody wouldn't have been trying to help him win. Well, so the thing is, is if Harry had died in the first task, like realistically he should have, um, then there goes his plan. <laughs> Granted, he's gotten rid of his arch nemesis, but now he can't be resurrected through that plan unless he steals Dumbledore. Voldemort has no idea that Harry's a Horcrux. If he'd known Harry was a Horcrux, he never would have um, killed him. He would have guarded Harry like a, like he guarded his snake. He would have sent Bellatrix to Hogwarts to be Harry's bodyguard. 
my little rant about fourth year side about how I mean it's fun. It's a fun adventure thing. It's fun to do stuff with the tasks and stuff or or I I'm very interested in derailing the tasks and making sure that Harry doesn't participate in the tournament, which would always be I think would usually be my approach to, to fourth year. But um the thing about it is is that it's just for me it's just it just it's it's a nonsense the whole the whole structure the whole the whole the whole none of it really ties together in a logically consistent way there's going to be holes in it no matter what theory you throw at it so um so back to killing the most killable man in literature um Remus kills him during third year when he turns into a werewolf. But then the, Remus would probably be executed for that. No, that can blame Greyback. Um, <laughs> okay, so passing. But Remus would feel guilty. I mean, he thought he owed Dumbledore a lot. He would probably turn yeah, himself in. Yeah, he did. Um... Okay, what haven't we explored about killing? We haven't explored that, Harry and, killing Dumbledore. Unless but... Dumbledore deserved it, and Remus knew that. <laughs> well, that's true. You could you could make that that, that it go that way. What if Molly killed him? What if Ron um, was eaten by the um, three headed dog, and um, Molly lost her shit and killed him? Yeah, That's Fluff Yeah. Poor Fluffy. I hope he doesn't get indigestion. Well, Ron was little then, so I'm sure Fluffy Or diarrhea. Diarrhea, probably, yeah. Yeah, I, that could almost be a threefer because they might even send um, Molly to, to um, Azkaban, maybe not forever because they might see it as justifiable to a degree, but they might send her to Azkaban for a while and she could actually be kissed. I think like, if she the killed the leader just, of the light, no matter her disposition, they'd probably kiss her. They, 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 they'd probably give her the kiss. Because at that point, Dumbledore was, was revered. Yeah, he was. Granted, he did uh, have a three-headed the, dog in school, but, you know. And what if they, um, what if they, um, brought Dementors, um, what if the Dementors, um, Swarmed her because they just thought found her so appealing. <laughs> so that could be a three for Ron, Molly, and Dumbles gone. Well, if I'm going to kill Ron, um, I would just. You need to do it before Harry's attached so he doesn't get emotionally traumatized. Of course, watching right. somebody get eaten by a dog is going to be emotionally traumatizing enough. So, not only is Dumbledore responsible for Ron Weasley getting eaten by a three headed dog, he's traumatized the boy who lived. <laughs> How dare you? Right. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Look at Harry. He's so upset. <laughs> The tr- 
troll could kill Ron. That could definitely happen. The issue is, depending upon how you did that, you should be careful because you don't want to heap a burden of guilt on Hermione. Um, what if it's Ron in the bathroom instead of Hermione? In the girls' room? Sure. <laughs> I don't have well, he could be in the boys' that. room. I'm sure that's right next door to the girls' room. Um Actually, my, in one of the schools I went to, they were on opposite ends of the damn school. It was really? That is some. Yeah, dumb it was shit. so weird. Molly sends a super powered howler and it blows up and kills Dumbledore. I hope they have a lot of counselors because they're going to have to like give the whole school counseling over that shit. That would give them all PTSD. They could never get a howler again as long as they all lived. What if, this is a little bit of a cracky idea in honor of Azure because of her head exploding howler idea. What if she's pissed at him and like she can't, she can't kill him. So she like tries to like, she hexes his, his, his um, lemon drops or something. Um, maybe not to kill him, but what she does, maybe she mispronounces a spell or something, and instead of making him hungry, maybe she plans to make him um, hungry for nothing but lemon drops or something to cause him some kind of health issue. And she mispronounces a spell, and it actually makes him never thirsty, and he dies of dehydration in a couple of days. Like three days later, he just keels over. I don't think he would actually die because they would probably intervene. He could be alone, though. This could, he could be alone when he passes out. People are used to him disappearing, so nobody thinks anything about it. You just love to kill him accidentally, sort of. <laughs> I do. What if What if he passes out in his office with, like, dehydration or something? Totally kind of different tangent. And the house elves really don't fundamentally like him very much. So when they find him passed out, they just kind of keep stepping over him and keep tidying his office. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> well, he never said we had to get him medical help if he needed it. So we just, we just did our duties. What if he actually tells them not to do anything but what he's instructed them to do? And so they take that really literally when he's in danger um, and like unconscious, and they're like, "Well, he didn't say." So I, because house elves seem do seem kind of sneaky about sticking to the letter of the law or finding that wasn't in, in our list to. of duties. <laughs> it's not in our list of duties to render assistance to students, faculty, or staff. <laughs> That's right. As a matter of fact, he specifically told us not to. But they asked him, but that he was unconscious. Well, he didn't tell us to get him assistance if he was unconscious. He, well, here's the he thing died. about that probably wouldn't even ask the house elves. That's true. Oh, at some point, somebody would say, did you folks notice him unconscious and he hadn't been out of bed in several days? Yes, we noticed. We thought he was just taking a really long nap. We don't. We don't interfere in wizard's business. <laughs> that's all I that. That's yeah. wizard's business. The amount of time you people spend in your bunk is none of our business. 
I just grossed myself out with an idea. I did not go there. <laughs> Please don't share it. <laughs> well, you know the tangent if it has something to do with wizards being in their bunks. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, no, no sharing. Um, I, uh, I, I'm i currently writing a fic where um, Harry has gone back in time with the Lord of Magic, and Zeer is... Um, um, hopping around the school in this little um, miniature dragon form, a drake, and he's um, him and um, um, Harry and Hermione are, are, are back in time together. And um, I'm at the point now in my plot where um, Zier has retrieved the, the, the sword of Gryffindor and he's pretty pissed off at um, Dumbledore. And so far in the plot, he's just been kind of trying to manage Dumbledore because Dumbledore has a place. And um, uh, but Zier gets really pissed off about the sword. So I have it in my plot that Zier starts. He doesn't. He he can't kill him yet because he has purpose, but he can torture him. So Zier starts just doing fucked up shit to Dumbledore. But he does get to kill him eventually, right? Well, yeah. Well, Harry has to kill Dumbledore in that fic. Because Harry's the master of death. I like that. So, um, Dark um, sort of had something here. I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to allude to it. Is some form of death by sex magic. Um, we won't go into we won't go into detail on that one. Um, if there's a sexual ritual involved in Dumbledore's death, we're better off not knowing. Yes, actually, that's the way I would write it too. Is I would have people going, "Oh, I heard there was a sex ritual involved." Yeah, I figure I'm better off not knowing. I mean, that would be the conversation people would have about it. That way, no one would ever know, and I wouldn't have to think about it. Gross. No. Ooh. Ugh. Ew. Come on. Why you gotta do stuff like that? <laughs> because even the cannibalism didn't get anybody put in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you see where our priorities the are. The sorting hat kills him. The, the sorting hat drops the the the, the, the the sword of Gryffindor tip down. That would I I would do it so it goes straight down through his head like the sword in the stone. The sorting hat and suffocates he, him. And he who draws this sword from Dumbledore's head shall be the new headmaster of Hogwarts. No, you do it. No, 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 oh, no, Murderva, you have to do it. Phileas, I'm so, I'm too short. <laughs> it can't be me. Definitely not tall enough, ladies. <laughs> I think everybody involved in that should be in the corner. Now, see, I'm more lenient than Kira. I just put the person who is, you know. <laughs> who put it together. <laughs> right. 
instigators should be punished just as much as the person who ended up doing the Oh, deed. oh, now Dart gets tied in the corner, too, for being specific. <laughs> See, I told you. You just need to put the instigators in the corner already. <sighs> That's what I get for being lenient. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're going to end up on my list of characters to knock off Dark. We're going to start publishing the list of who's gotten corner time. <laughs> You'll like to have to be in the corner until next podcast. <laughs> oh. Now, Azure, Azure has one corner. She says she won't share it. Um, she doesn't sit up nice. It's got her little – she spent so much time there that she's got, like, her little reading nook and everything. She even sent us pictures, um, and she doesn't share it. So <laughs> you got that, you'll have girl. to fight over the other corners. It was definitely the lemon drops. What's the chat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, you keep your porn on Tumblr. We all know where you keep your porn, Azure. <laughs> your porn stash is, is... Well, some of you are just going to have to double up. Or we'll have a <laughs> Pentagon-shaped... We'll have, like, the Pentagon-shaped, you know, clubhouse. Yep. An extra corner. So, I like the idea of the sorting hat just... just Fox just dropping the sorting hat, the, the sorting hat on Dumbledore, or, or Dumbledore putting it on to have a discussion about the sorting before Harry gets there, and and the hat's like, no, and just like suffocates him. <laughs> I do like that. Like the hat enlarges and drops down over his head, and when they come in to find out what happened, like nobody can figure it out because the hat's back to normal, and Fox has put it back on the little stool or whatever where it sits. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, that's what we need. We need a clubhouse shaped like a stop sign. That's kind of perfect for us. With about 10 floors. Because all y'all crazy. So Um, we'd have 80 corners. They could be like, hat, what happened to double? One minute he was there, and the next minute he just fell over. I was in the middle of telling him about my song for tomorrow. <laughs> now I gotta write a whole new song. <laughs> I'm kind of busy, Minerva. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, don't you know how much time this takes? I spend all year working on this. <laughs> now I gotta start all over you know, because the headmaster dropped dead. <laughs> Yes, D Mad. We pop we 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 pipe John Oliver in on every floor. Yeah. Um, you know, what if what if it's Moody who travels back in time? What if he is from guilt and regret kind of thing? This is a little bit more of a serious suggestion. Um, where he comes back and he says to Dumbledore, I believed you. I believed your greater good nonsense. I followed you. And now I think you're evil and I'm here to do something about it. And he just kills him. 
When? Now, uh, when Harry's young. I would do it when Harry's young. Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying now. I don't know. Would Would Moody's give a fuck be so broken that he would go back and save James and Lily? Or would he let those events play out and then rescue Harry from the doorstep? Um, I think if he wasn't going to save James and Lily, actually, I think that's the way I'd write it. I think I'd write him saving James and Lily. I think I'd write him going back. And, because then um, you have to ask yourself, how much stock would, 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 would Moody put in that prophecy? At that, I would think I would think by then he wouldn't put any stock in it at all. Because I think he would look back at it and go, "There was too much, uh, too much, too much. There, there's so much potential for uh, for the for the grown-ups to have dealt with this. This was just bullshit. Prophecies are self-fulfilling, and I think that um, if if you fundamentally recognize that, that he would just discount it entirely." I agree. So would he be in his younger body or would he be like have used a time turner? I think he would probably do like some like really expensive ritual that um, once he changes the timeline is going to wipe him out of existence. Because I actually wouldn't want old Moody, you know, hanging around in the story. Um, so I'd probably have him like go back and like the minute he like he writes everything out and the minute he delivers it is when he changes the timeline and he disappears or something like that. I think that's the way I would go about it. And he the puts older it version? in the hands of James. Yeah, the older version of him. And he puts it in the hands either maybe he puts it in the hands of his younger self and says, You believe him right now and I'm and you he can confirm who he is and he hands him the letter and says, This is what actually happens and if you do the right thing, I'm going to cease to exist, and you're going to have a new life to live. And I hope you make better choices than I did. And the moment younger Moody makes the decision, old Moody disappears. Exactly. Depending on how much time you give him. Now, it could be like a cascade effect. Yeah. Um, the, it could be like a cascade effect with Moody where he slowly vanishes. He could take care of all, like you said, he could take care of all the horcruxes himself. Um, we could give his younger counterpart the key to it. Um, but the actual death of Dumbledore could doesn't necessarily have to be Moody who kills him. Um, it could be James or Lily or um, any number of people. Well, anybody could do a lot in an hour if properly motivated. I could eat a whole pizza. Yep. <laughs> That's about the that's about the extent of my hour long motivation is how big is that pizza? Let's see. <laughs> I can eat a whole pint of ice cream. Pint's not much a though. Pint. Kind of, but that, a pint. Like that's you a, need to level up. Well, considering my current situation, um, it took me a whole week to eat a pint of ice cream. I I I, I limited myself to like two tablespoons 
every other day. This is this is could not what's advisable, right? Right. So like right, I can, right. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I could I could in an hour I could do a, a half gallon of ice cream and not and and I need the hour so I didn't get severe brain freeze <laughs> or sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Moody could go to the bank and tell the the tell get Ragnarok on board with what's going on. And say, look, I don't know where this is going to go, but I've already made a decision because old me is gone. So the future is the future is already changed. The question is, how are we going to change it? And I refuse to leave this because old me felt like putting this on the shoulders of a child was the wrong thing to do to begin with. I feel like that now, but I trusted Dumbledore and I was wrong. And there's a dark artifact in this bank and we need to do something. Let's do something. That could be an interesting story, actually, where James and Lily and Harry are fundamentally not involved, where all this stuff happens around them by older, more experienced people who actually take up and do the right thing, like maybe Arcturus Black and um, Ragnarok and Moody and um, who else could we get involved? Like they just all get together and say, okay, we're going to do the right thing for the wizarding world. This is, we're not going down this path again. And Harry gets to just go off and have a good life or whatever. And they just fix the wizarding world because that's what they should have done to begin with. Should have. Could have, would have. Yes, I like the idea of... Someone like Moody or Minerva going, you know what, no, and then just going back in time. I think Minerva is very well placed because she's in a place where she could get all the information for Hermione that she doesn't have. She could go through yeah. all Dumbledore's stuff. Um, and then she's in a place very magical, very powerful. She could use Hogwarts to go back in time and talk to herself. This is yeah, what your loyalty you need to... This is what your loyalty is going to cost you. And then lay it all out for her. Oh, I like that. I like that myself. But that's mine. <laughs> I, yeah, that's I'm really good. Minerva. I just like the idea of people I close to Dumbledore. People close to Dumbledore, like Minerva or Moody or somebody like that, who are in his confidence, who basically basically extend him. They let him get away with utter bullshit based on their loyalty to him and based upon who they believe he is. And if they get to the end of their life and they're disillusioned, what might they be motivated to do? What should they be motivated to do other than just, you know, turn up their toes and die? So what would motivate Minerva to do this? It would be, um, oh, oh, of course, yeah. Harry and Harry found and Jenny out getting married. Jenny, Jenny potions Harry so severely she kills him. Ooh, yeah. And Hermione, in a fit of rage, kills Jenny and goes to Azkaban. 
Minerva goes to visit her favorite student, and Hermione tells her everything, everything she could possibly think of. I like that. I like that a lot. Let's you let's because do this that. is, this is too far like for her. But, with me. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do that because then you know Minerva has has basically lost um, two students that mean a great deal to her. Um, again, first she lost James and Lily, and now she's losing Harry and Hermione to different circumstances, but they're lost nonetheless. And it's just like she's done. This this is the last thing she can she can handle. She she's a hundred percent done. She's tired of burying her lions for Dumbledore. I think that's a brilliant idea. Now, that could lead to a really indirect route to Dumbledore's death. It could either be really direct, like she just killed him, or it could be really indirect where she, like, gets the goblins involved and they help. Um, or, like, super-duper indirect where she just subtly, she, you know, puts on her um, Slytherin robe for a second and figures out how to reveal all of Dumbledore's bad deeds. And then he's killed by some sort of misfortune, Um either at the ministry or the dementors kill him or something like that. Or if she's going back far enough, um, Voldemort could kill him. I really do like the idea of Voldemort killing him. <laughs> you got to think about ramifications and um, time and um, the limits. Like when can she go back? Where can she go? What are the limits of her power? What are the, what are the, because um, nothing is is, is infinite. Because um, if you create right. an infinite, it 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 creates other problems. So if you give her a very strict set of circumstances that she can go back to, it it prevents you from creating plot holes for yourself. Yeah, there are um, there are times like I've seen people do like there are moments in history that are they're sort of like linchpin moments and that time travel cannot occur before a linchpin moment. But like once one of those moments occurs, um, you can't go back before it. Um, time travel is possible within it. I find that to be interesting to then define what those linchpin moments are. Um, I wanted to do um, in Slytherin Black, I did the time travel where it was limited by from where he was, because he was in the veil, that his time travel was limited by numerical calculations, and it was a, a basically an arithmetic problem as to how he was going to travel, and that he couldn't travel back except into his own body, that it was rendering his soul and his memories into his younger body. Um, and so it had to be back at a point in time when he was alive, that he was old enough to handle the influx of memory and magic. Um, and that it had to be um, some magical um, numeric, some magical um, multiplication of the number of years he'd been in the veil. It was sort of like you could go back you know, one year from where you, one year from where you are, which is the moment you left, you can go back um, 
times three, the number of years you've been here, times seven, the number of times you've been here, times nine, the number of times you've been here, provided you don't violate one of the other laws. So I, I kind of tied it in with magical numbers, and I did that because I wanted him to not be able to go back before a certain point. And so using the time with the magical numbers and the math, it put him having to arrive when Harry was three. And I actually did the whole math thing first and then figured out where that would put him in Harry's life. I'm not good at math. <laughs> well, I'm not either, so I spent a lot of time working on that, especially since I fucked up my math so badly. Because my my character cheat sheet for that story, I had every single character's um, date of birth, um, what their Hogwarts years were, and all that kind of stuff. So I'd have those as a reference, and I miscalculated every single character's Hogwarts years, every single one that wasn't one of the kids. Ugh. I was so irritated <laughs> that I can't just add 11. Think about it. That's, all, that's what I fucked up was adding the number 11. That was so irritating. I should have just done that. I should have sent it to Lady Holder and said, add 11 to all of these. <laughs> Send it back to me. <laughs> Because you know what I did? I added one to every single number. One. Not 11, one. Because oh, no. that's me. Wow. My God, that doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. Okay, so we've got like three some odd minutes left. How much more can we kill him yep. in three minutes? I don't think we've met the... I think we should let Dobby kill him. Dobby goes to Harry Potter's house second year to warn him about, and then he sees how his Harry Potter is living, and he's like, what the fuck is this? And so he goes to Dumbledore and says, Harry Potter's not living a good life. And Dumbledore's like, oh, you know, you don't need to look at that. You need and he's trying to make Dobby go away. And Dobby realizes that Dumbledore's an asshole, and he kills him. Now, this won't be a surprise, but I'm very fond of Dobby's death by Nundu. Um, no, Winky my... did the nun do. Dobby I thought, did the I thought Winky. I thought Winky did the volcano. No, Winky has the sack and the nun do preserve. Uh, okay, well then I like Winky's method better because you know I have a fondness for people being eaten. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be really unhappy with you. I'll be right back. <laughs> Winky, we need your sack. <laughs> Are you busy? <laughs> what if Winky, one of her like like little jobs that she does, that she brings like money into the house for herself or something, is that she has an affinity for nundus or something, and she works on the nundu preserve feeding them. So she really does have a sack for going to the nundu preserve. <laughs> Because that's what she does, is she feeds nundus. The question is, what is she feeding them? Or Whatever who? she feels like. Whomever she that's feels right. like. You don't seem like a very useful wizard. Nundu food shall you be. A little <laughs> bit more Yoda than Winky, but there you go. You're very rude. You must go. Nundus eat the rude. His name is Hannibal. <laughs> I named him Hannibal after a muggle book that I read. 
But I do like the idea of you being taken out by a house elf. It's like, yep, we're done with you. We're down to 50, 48 seconds. Take a night, Jilly. Good night, everyone. <laughs>